Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets. I'm your host, Matt Moore. Thanks for joining us. Locked On Nuggets is part of the Locked On Network. You can check out great shows every day like Locked On Bets, Locked On NBA Draft, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Everything, uh, Locked On Snow, because that's what everyone in Colorado is. We're currently going to be Locked On Snow. I am in Loveland, where we are expected to get two feet of snow. But you know what? I'm Everybody in Colorado is still pretty happy because the Denver Nuggets started the second half of their NBA season post-All-Star break with a win, 103-102, over the Grizzlies. We'll break it down. We'll talk about what I saw from this game, the important parts of it, a great performance by MPJ, a great performance by, jo- by Jokic. Should we concerned about be concerned about a bad game from Jamal Murray and more? on Locked On Nuggets. But first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. All right. So, Nuggets play Grizzlies. Uh, It's really funny. I watched the uh, Grizzlies broadcast this game, and Pete Pranica, who is a a pro's pro in doing play-by-play and isn't, the Grizzlies are a nice broadcast and that they're not, they will get upset about calls the way every home announcer does, but the Grizzlies broadcast compliments the other team a lot. They just always have. And one of the things that the, their crew was complimenting Denver on was, you know, they always get off to these really great starts. They always get off to really great starts. This is the best first quarter team. This is the best first quarter team. Yeah. And the Grizzlies outscored them by five in the first quarter, mostly late in the first quarter, but after the Nuggets had come out pretty well. They just hadn't come out well enough to kind of put them away. Um, for me, really, I think this game comes down to three things. One, uh, a phenomenal performance by Nikola Jokic. Two, a phenomenal performance by MPJ and Will Barton combined. And then three, a really kind of sneaky defensive performance. Um, this was a better defensive performance, I think, than it's going to look like in the metrics. So the Grizzlies shoot 46% from the field and 50% from three. They put up only a 105.2 offensive rating. So um, that's really good for, for Denver. Denver only puts up a 105.1 offensive rating. That sounds lower. It is. That's one of those weird possession things where the possession count winds up skewing things. <clears throat> But I think what's really important here is that Denver was able to get the kind of stops that they needed. They really bothered Morant in pick and roll coverage until late in the game. Morant hits a, a deep logo three at the end of the third quarter. Morant breaks down the defense a few times with Brandon Clark slipping. We'll get to MPJ's performance, which was really, really good. Uh, Monte Morris had trouble on him. The Nuggets tried like five or five different coverages on John Morant, and Jaw at the end was just you know making him pay. But this was a one point game. <clears throat> but watching it, I I didn't really get the sense that the Nuggets were in trouble. The execution was pretty good. The float was pretty good. They were playing pretty well, and ultimately, I think they were disruptive enough defensively to get this win that it was going to come down to who had the better players and Denver had the better players. And so uh, Denver gets the win. This was a a really good win. Actually, you know, Memphis is a 500 team. Um, The nuggets have had their number the last couple of years, but they Grizzlies played really well in this game. 
They had 16 turnovers, but a lot of those were forced. I thought the Denver did a really good job of disrupting the pick and roll. They had active hands. They challenged things. Everybody was really up into their man tonight. The defensive breakdowns were on the weak side. And we'll talk about those in the last segment about where I think that they struggled in that coverage. Um, one player in particular, I think really struggled and it's a, it's a warning sign, but in general, their on ball coverage was really good. If one of the consistent complaints about this team, which Michael Malone has had, and that I talked about today on Twitter with some nuggets fans you can follow me at HB basketball is if nobody really takes a pride in their assignment, they don't contain everyone took pride in their assignment tonight. The, the problems were on trying to recover from the weak side all the way back to the corner. And that's a hard assignment. The rotations weren't blown. People weren't lost with where they should be. The closeouts that were broken were pretty good closeouts. Like there was one where Monte Morris just, he fell down on, on when a cutter came through, they tripped each other. And so Monte springs back up, but he's a half step behind. So when Dylan Brooks gets the catch, Monte's out of position, not because he wasn't paying attention, but because he fell down. Like stuff like that happens, right? I thought defensively, the Nuggets played a really good game tonight. It's surprising, really, that they had such bad offensive numbers. <clears throat> but this is where I think it's always important. I'm grateful for the numbers that we have now because you get to evaluate things on a, on a little bit deeper level. Okay. With Michael Porter Jr. on the court, the Nuggets scored 121.9 points per 100 possessions. That's excellent. That's stellar. That's absolutely phenomenal. With Nikola Jokic on the floor, they scored 107.8. That's totally fine. That's perfectly reasonable in today's NBA. It's not a good game. It's fine. It's good enough to get a win when you're playing good defense. Will Bart on the floor, 116.7. Pretty great. P.J. Dozier on the court tonight in 21 minutes, 76.7. P.J. had a rough game. Uh, he contributed to that with his poor shooting. Baco Campazzo, 80. Composo also, I thought, didn't play well offensively. We'll talk about his defense later on. Um, Paul Millsap, 102.5. I didn't think Paul played particularly well. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, 73.7. My point here is that the starters absolutely roasted, except for Jamal Murray, and the bench unit really struggled to score. So when we talk about the Nuggets only had a 105 offensive rating tonight, this was a night where it wasn't a team-wide issue and it wasn't an intermixed issue. It very much was a, the starters did great. The bench unit struggled. And particularly the bench unit with Jamal struggled because Jamal had an off night too. Before we got a break, I want to talk about Joker, uh, who once again, just, oh boy. I, I just don't know how, I, I, I want more words, guys. I want more words for how good Nikola Jokic is. Uh, 28 points, 13 of 22 shooting. 15 boards, seven assists, two steals, just one turnover. He finishes with a minus three because he spent some time with the other units. But in general, he kept the team afloat. He was brilliant. The passing was tremendous. He cooked Jonas Valanciunas. Valanciunas made him work, and they brought a lot of help. The Grizzlies defense is pretty good tonight, but Joker in the, in the first quarter, was he set the tone and was tremendous came back and, and once again, played well in the second quarter, uh, brilliant in the third, just all the way through. Like Joker was just incredible. Um, he just had another really great game. Fourth quarter, seven points on three of six shooting. That was his fourth quarter, uh, third quarter. He's got, he scores four points with seven boards and four assists and was a plus three in that quarter uh, to help get them the league going into the final frame. 
the second quarter. He's five of six from the field with 11 points. Like Joker all the way through. He doesn't have these bad quarters. He doesn't have down segments. He's just smooth all the way through. And and this is another game where I would encourage you, if you have the chance, go listen to the other broadcast because their praise was just effusive for how great Jokic was. And he was. He was really tremendous, including uh, what wound up being you know, the clutch game basket at the end to go ahead and, and what wound up being the winning basket. So a really good win. I thought for Denver <clears throat> phenomenal job. And we'll talk more about the other players that played well, including one we're going to talk about in a second. When we come back after the break on locked on nuggets. So Michelob Ultra has partnered with Locked On Network too, and we're giving out every week the Ultra Player of the Week. It's a player that gets you on your feet cheering, uh, sparking one of three key emotions, joy, happiness, enjoyment. Okay, and you get to choose. We get to choose whatever player it is because it's only worth it if you enjoy it. With only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, that's what Michelob Ultra brings for you. Joy creates success, and enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And... That's why, for the first time this season, I'm giving the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week to Michael Porter Jr. Uh, don't believe I've given it to MPJ this year. I think Jamal and Joker have each gotten one this season. So the reason I'm giving it to MPJ was not because he played a great game versus the Grizzlies, which he did, and we're going to talk about that in the second segment. But the biggest reason was Will Barton <clears throat> makes a steal. I really, like, he gets into the ball at half court, snipes the pass, recovers his dribble, gets into the lane, gets fouled, twists, and finishes a very difficult M1 layup. Will's on the floor, legs splayed, yells, M1, and you hear this, yeah, from Michael Porter Jr. And he runs over and helps him up and gives him five. And it was just like a nice moment of like, Porter was really enthused. And he he played with a real joy for the game, I thought, in the Grizzlies game. And it was really great to see for, for a guy that has a player that has been through a lot this season and has had to recover and had to work through some real struggles. Michael Porter Jr. Seem, seemed tonight to enjoy the game about as much as I've seen him enjoy the, the pro game since he got to Denver. And that's really cool to see. So he is your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. We'll be back after this on Locked on Nuggets. I want to tell you real quick about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. Go to Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for making us part of your day. Matt Moore filling in solo tonight. Uh, we will probably try and have an episode. Tomorrow we will have an episode tomorrow after the game. Uh, I blew off Adam tonight because I had to catch up on the game. But tomorrow night, back with Adam Mares after the Mavericks game. So, real quick, before we get into the second segment, I want to tell you about Locked On Bets. Uh, betting on the Nuggets doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast. 
hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. I hope they recommend taking the Nuggets in the first quarter because that's been a really great bet, except for tonight, because of course, because I had them in a parlay, which is really frustrating. But still, generally, Nuggets, first quarter, very good. I'll be on them tomorrow night versus the Mavs. All right, let's talk about MPJ. Um, There was a play, and Ryan Blackburn has it on his Twitter. Uh, and you can go check that out and I can, I'll probably post it as well. And it is in the third quarter, 10 Oh six, there's 10 minutes, just over about 10, 15 in the, the third quarter. And Monte Morris runs a pick and roll with Michael Porter jr. On the left side, <clears throat> Porter comes up, sets the screen, slips it, which is a, a pretty good mechanism. Uh, he, he comes out, he slips it quick. And as soon <clears throat> as they show a switch, he slips it, which is a really good recognition immediately. Morris doesn't try some sort of complicated pass because Porter is looping, rolling to his left back towards the basket from the baseline. Like he's making a, a half, a semicircle towards the basket, looping towards the baseline and back around. Porter throws what is called a seven pass. Uh, Steve Jones on Twitter was talking about this this week. He's a great follow. Uh, the seven pass where instead of passing directly down, you, or Mo Dekel, I'm sorry, it was Mo Dekel this week was talking about it, had a video on it. Um, instead of passing straight to the roller, you pass to the man in the middle up top, and that's Jokic in this situation. Jokic catches it immediately as Porter turns back towards the rim off of the slip. Jokic streamlines a pass and it's an easy easy play for a dunk it was a phenomenal play a couple plays later porter comes off of a handoff just rises up and fires with confidence this was an absolutely tremendous michael porter jr game uh 21 points isn't the most that he scored in an nba game it's not even probably top 10 but he was 8 of 13 from the field he's always pretty efficient two of four from three including a big corner three had nine rebounds, one block, and only one turnover. And one of the turnover, by the way, was not his fault. He was tremendous, plus nine in this game. I've been hard on him, and I will continue to, to assess him as all. I, I assess him on a pretty even field. I can assess him and say he is behind other players in X, Y, or Z. He will probably get better because he's young, but he's not there right now. He's a liability. He was really good tonight. He was really good defensively. It wasn't until very late in the game that he had mistakes. There was a sequence where Morant ran pick and roll with Brandon Clark, and he just got a little lost, just a little bit in the coverage because he's learning pick and roll coverage, and it's tough. And so they got him in no man's land, and Morant found Clark for a dunk. On another one, Jaw, because Jaw had risen up and hit a bunch of three-pointers, and I understand it, Jaw gave him a little head fake and he fell for the pump fake and that got Morant to the rim. But look, <clears throat> that's John Morant. Like that's that player is an all-star caliber player. So when I went and watched the rest of the game, there weren't possessions where there were colo- like colossal disasters. 
there weren't possessions where it was like everyone had their head in their hands because Porter screwed up. There weren't possessions where you could just tell that he got roasted. They weren't just picking on him. Porter also had a great recovery block on, on Jonas Valanciunas where he was the only guy that could make the play. Now, if Jonas actually hits it, gets hit on the short roll, he's got a wide open three, but that's not Porter's fault because Porter's supposed to help on that. Like if they slip that screen in that in that mechanism and you got everybody pushed up, the only person that's stopping a layup or a dunk is MPJ. And he did, he got a great recovery block on it. He had a great steal late in the game. I, I thought he played just excellent. He didn't get credited by this for the steal, by the way, but I watched it. He was disruptive. You got the deflection. It'll, it'll show up there. Porter was, was really good tonight. This was a, a terrific Porter junior game and not, you know, he played with happiness. He played with enjoyment, with joy, but he was also confident and he was locked in. They needed Porter and he came through for them. This is the first game. I think I can look at and say they needed what Porter gave them tonight. He lifted them because Jamal didn't have it. Right. <clears throat> and the other games were, where Porter's played well, Jamal's also had it going. And so it could have been somebody else and will play. Will. And we'll talk about will in a second. But I thought Porter was absolutely excellent. I thought he, this was one of his better games of the season. Uh, Will Barton, 8 of 14 from the field, 21 points, 4 assists, 3 steals, which were really big, a plus 15, 5 of 10 from 3. Will, look, his jumper looks so good tonight. Just, I, I went back and watched his corner threes, and the motion is perfect on him. Just up and down, great form, spring through the legs, finish through the elbow. Like, it was it was awesome to see will played phenomenal tonight. Um, his six misses. I only counted two that I would say were like, really like, Oh, I don't know about that shot. Will. he was aggressive in attacking, but he also managed and he didn't over attack. Uh, the, the defense was really key. Like he was disruptive. He bothered guys. There were two sequences. I noticed where will over helped to the middle and couldn't recover to the outside. But he made the effort to get there, and he wasn't, you know, again, some of this is just scheme. If they get that pass, you're going to have to give up some of these corner threes. It's just kind of the way it goes. And, you know, there, if you don't want to give up the corner three, you switch. That's what you do. And the Nuggets don't switch for a variety of reasons. Um, but I thought Barton was, was awesome tonight. Um, shot well, played. He played with fire, too. I just got to say, <clears throat> like, the starters really looked like they, they, they enjoyed playing basketball tonight, except for Jamal. Um, who was just frustrated and we'll talk about him in the final segment, but I thought this was a really great performance from Will and a reminder that, you know, Will Barton's a really good basketball player and he can help you win games. Like this is surprising. Okay. Joker was a minus three. Porter was a plus nine and Will Barton was a plus 15. I would imagine that Jokic's numbers with those guys was, were even better um, because Jokic was dragged down by some of the minutes with the other guys. But all in all, look, uh, you will absolutely just take this performance. You just will. Like this Again, really quality win. When those guys were on the floor together, they were absolutely cooking. Like when it was Jokic, Barton, Porter, they were playing absolutely awesome. With Will Barton on the floor tonight in 31 minutes, 116.7 offensive rating. That's tremendous. 98.4 defensive rating. That's awesome that is amazing that was the second lowest on the team uh, in meaningful minutes behind jamal hardenstein was a, a 65 in 10 minutes so good minutes with isaiah too there in the fourth quarter but really i, I just thought this was a, a a great game from will barton 
Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to get into the unfortunate Jamal Murray game, and we'll talk about the bench and why I think they struggled. There's a player that struggled on the bench, and it wasn't Faku Campazzo. Well, okay, he struggled too. But there's a player that struggled more, and we'll talk about him in a minute when we come back on Locked on Nuggets. But first, I wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com because, all right, we got this massive snowstorm coming in. And afterwards, you're probably going to want to go get get your car checked out, make sure everything's working okay. If you have parts that you need replaced on it, though, you should go to rockauto.com because their price is the same for everybody. You do not get a different price. Like you're going to get at one of the big chain box stores. Those big box stores are going to give different prices for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. That's just the way it works. But rockauto.com, everybody gets the same price. It's not what the market will bear like with the airlines. RockAuto.com is for everybody, and it does not require a membership or an account login. It's a family business. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and the prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. Kay Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. Evan Mobley had a game on Friday night. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credential draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Final segment here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for making this part of your day. I really appreciate it. Matt Moore filling in. Not filling in. Here solo tonight. Uh, Adam will be back with me tomorrow night after the Mavericks game. <clears throat> let's talk about the rest of this game and let's start with Jamal Murray. So after the game, uh, Michael Malone said that Jamal Murray apologized to him, which and good for Jamal. Like Jamal didn't have to do that. Like he's at the, he's a max player. You know, you don't have to, you had a bad game. This stuff happens. Jamal's one of 14, one of five, only three points, five assists, two steals, only one turnover. Finished with a plus nine because the defense was really good when he was on the floor. Um, Look, it's reasonable to be like, uh uh-oh, same old Jamal Murray. I just, he's going to, like, Joker's had two bad games this year. Two. That's it, right? Jamal's had way more because of how he started the year and how hurt he was. Uh, Jamal, I went back and watched. I went back and watched every single possession. Jamal, his legs weren't there. Uh, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, okay? And Jackie McMullen has a piece coming out on, on Jamal next week. She and Jamal are pretty pretty tight. And one of the things that he told her was that one part of his reason for the slow start is, she thinks, is that he doesn't respond well to rest. That he's a guy that wants to be in the gym every day. He wants to be working every day. He wants to be playing hard every day. I would imagine that during the break, he just went and rested because he's got to get rest. The trainers and team was probably like no basketball, go chill, just go hang out. 
but I think one of the consequences of that is I think Jamal has a hard time keeping in great condition when he's not playing, when he's not working out, when he's not pushing himself. I think Jamal is at his best when he's pushing himself. So I actually think a week of rest was probably not great for him. <clears throat> it was probably a good long-term for getting his injuries right, which he's been dealing with all season, but he's mostly moved past those. Jamal has been so good over the last month of the season that I'm not concerned that this is a big deal. I expect him to bounce back versus the Mavericks. I expect him to play well. I don't think he'll have any sort of problem. I think he had a rough night. He just did not have the legs on his jumper. That's really what it comes down to is he just didn't have his legs on it. The Grizzlies also, again, I think their interior defense was really good. He couldn't get easy layups. He tried to attack and he couldn't really like he didn't have any free throws because the Grizzlies brought help consistently they played under they they dared him to hit shots and he wasn't able to do it with where his legs were at and when they did try and drive <clears throat> on one play he had a turnover because they brought so much help so i'm not overly concerned about jamal i just think it was a bad game if this sure if he has another bad game tomorrow we can talk about what this means and or is he in another funk etc uh was you know what, what does it mean but i think for right now it's okay let's talk about the bench quick Dozier was one of six, and I just didn't think that Dozier played really well. Um, you know, only one assist for, for Dozier tonight as well. He was a team worth minus 14, and it showed. Like, Dozier just didn't have it tonight. He had good looks and just could knock him down, and, and teams are going to dare him. Teams are going to make him into the Tory Craig, and they're going to try and dare him to beat them. Uh, I also think that PJ's assignment was pretty tough with who he was having to guard. Like, this was a, the, one of the problems with the Grizzlies. They are made up of almost entirely PJ Dozier's. Like, it's all high level athletes that were great in high school, like high recruits in the college game that wound up, uh, you know, being just all around basketball players and they all play really well, you know? So I, I think this was a bad matchup for him. He couldn't use his size because the Memphis guards are big. He couldn't use his speed because they're faster than him. <clears throat> it's tough to be imposing because they play pretty big. So I just think it was a bad matchup for, for PJ and he didn't have a good game. Compazzo, I actually want to give a little bit of a shout out to because, okay, he was a minus 12 and a lot of that was because when he was on the floor, the offense kind of died. Uh, when he was on the court tonight, they had an 80 offensive rating, which is horrific. Okay, but he was next to PJ Dozier and he played with Millsap a lot and Millsap, I thought was just slow and wasn't really able to effectively move like Millsap's scoring looks good. Four of seven from the field, one of three, but he was just a step slow tonight. <clears throat> and I don't necessarily know that Faku and Millsap are going to be a good combo. I think it's better if you have somebody that's a little bit more athletic. When Jermichael Green gets back, that's probably a better combination. Now this causes an issue, right? Because, okay, if you can't play Paul and Faku together and they're both on the bench, I guess to be a problem. Composite's defense was really incredible in this game. Um, I'm, I'm giving the little person credit here. He had an absolutely phenomenal defensive game. He only got credited uh, with, he didn't get credited with any steals. I am telling you, I saw four different deflections where he single-handedly just wrecked the opposing ball handler, just wrecked them. So he was really disruptive on that end. It didn't necessarily play out in the numbers, but I thought Composite played a pretty good game. I do think, though, teams are still daring him to shoot, and he's not really a great shooter. And they're daring him to beat them off the dribble, and he's not really good at that either. He had one nice finish over Valanciunas when Valanciunas gave him way too much space. 
but in general, he doesn't finish a lot at the rim and his mid range jumper on drops is not very good. So I think you have to, he's not going to be able to do much if Jamal's not playing like red hot. And so I think with, with Porter in the starting unit, this is going to take something that's going to take a little bit to figure out because they just, they don't have a lot of weapons right now uh, around Compazzo and he's not enough of a weapon on his own. <clears throat> Paul looked rusty. Paul Millsap looked real rusty. Uh, there were about four possessions I can count on corner threes where he was the one that overcommitted and he just can't recover. And there was one where he tried to make the rotation and just couldn't get there. And he was really frustrated that he just couldn't get there. And this is a, like, this is a problem that Paul can't rotate the way that he used to. Maybe he can put, put it together for a playoff run. Um, there are certainly a lot of, of evidence of guys that were in, you know, older players <clears throat> that could burst for smaller minutes. I think he can still play that way, but let me put this <clears throat> this way. There was no reason whatsoever from this game to think that Paul Millsap should start, that they should disrupt what's working. They need to keep the starting unit together because it continues to be really good. Um, I don't know if Monte Morris has to start. I think you can probably get away with, with Gary Harris when he comes back. Uh, he's still out, but you know, I think Paul Millsap's going to have to take a, a lesser role on the team. He played 21 minutes. I don't think he should have played less, <clears throat> but that's only because Jermichael Green's not back yet. He was out with illness. So, you know, something to consider uh, as this goes along. Was a little bit surprised that, that Blackout didn't, didn't play any tonight, but in general, really good win. Great win for the for the Nuggets. Good start to the second half. And now a matchup with Dallas, who obviously, this is a big one. This is a swing game. This is a swing game in the season series. Uh, there's no reason to really think that Dallas and, and the Nuggets are going to wind up tied. But if they do wind up tied, this is going to decide tiebreaker. Dallas won the first one. Denver won the second one. This is the one that, that swings it. So big game on Saturday night. Make sure to check it out. Check out this, the show afterwards. We'll have a post-game show. But this is a really good one. Thanks for joining me. And we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow night on another edition of Locked on Nuggets.